Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has arrived in Taiwan, becoming the highest-ranking American official to visit that self-ruled island that China claims is theirs. She's the highest-ranking American official to visit there in 25 years. As you know, we've got tensions going on between China and the United States. China claims Taiwan is theirs. And they have made threats, repeated threats, to annex by force this island if necessary. China warning of resolute and strong measures if Pelosi went ahead with this trip. Biden administration did not explicitly urge her to call it off while seeking to assure Beijing it would not signal any change in U.S. policy on Taiwan. But the bottom line is, she is there. By the way, a little background on this. I was listening to a conversation about this yesterday. And it's kind of intriguing. That one of the reasons it's speculated that she is making this trip. This is kind of like a last hurrah. Because she recognizes the numbers are against her. The odds are very much against her being speaker. By the time we get to the start of the new year. So this is the last opportunity for her as Speaker of the House to be able to really enjoy all the benefits of the office. This is one of the things that analysts are saying about the whys and wherefores of her activities right now. So in other words, Nancy, enjoy it while you can, because your rear end is going to be kicked to the curb in November, at least as Speaker. So we hope. Now on to Transformation Tuesday. A couple of great Steve Crosby posts, and I want to warn you that you really need to um, be prepared to think very deeply. On these posts that I'm about ready to share with you, because they are very deep, they're not the kind of fare that you're likely going to hear, for instance, in Sunday school, or perhaps from your therapist. <laughs> One of the things I told you, I, I am just, uh, I'm saddened. By all of the psychobabble mumbo-jumbo people are buying into these days. You ever notice this? You know, people, uh, you know, they're, they're communicating these, you know, I've been in churches, for instance, Pentecostal charismatic settings where someone feels like, and, and I'm not downplaying this because I, I believe sometimes this is genuine. When someone believes they're sharing a prophetic word, you know, I believe God is putting on my heart that this is ahead for you. 
this is what he's trying to do in your life and, and doors are about ready to open. I see people post this stuff to general audiences on their social media pages. You are enough and all, you know, all of these things. You're going to succeed. You're going to fulfill your dreams. Do you see this happening? Now, I, I'm not trying to be a a downer for you. I'm just trying to be realistic. Because, for one, a lot of people go through trials, go through rough times. I, I wonder how many of these predictions that people receive, whether it's prophetically in a church-type setting or whether it's polishing the crystal ball <laughs> or going to some sort of spiritual advisor. I wonder how many times they're warned. You know, tough times are ahead. Here's what you need to do to prepare your heart and your mind for the personal challenges that are ahead. How many times do you hear that? No, we're, we're communicating universally. Good things are ahead for you. <laughs> it's kind of a preface for this first item from Steve Crosby about a healthy self-awareness. Boy, is this important. Healthy self-understanding is essential for relational and interpersonal wellness, not perennial introspection of one's shortcomings. Now, this is important because I've been in church settings where you are just constantly under a microscope from yourself and from others to find every single solitary speck of sin or shortcoming, and you're, you're basically paralyzed by self-examination. That's not what Steve's talking about. He is referring to a realistic perspective of one's strengths and weaknesses, talents, and inabilities. Steve says one of the biggest lies in modern parenting in our culture can be seen in the various talent shows. It goes like this. Don't let anyone stop you from pursuing your dreams, dearie. If you work hard, you can be anything you want to be, honey. Don't surround yourself with people and their negativity. You know, I see people post this all the time, too. Positive vibes only. In other words, only tell me what I want to hear. I only want to hear positive things about me. Sometimes you need a good swift kick in the ass. But nobody's going to post that. <laughs> Positive vibes only. Steve continues, well, no. If you have a voice like a cat being run over by a semi and the sense of rhythm like a three-legged dog climbing stairs, no, you're not going to be America's next star, regardless of how big you dream or how hard you work. The issue is not others' negativity. It is your lack of self-understanding and surrounding yourself with people who don't love you enough to tell you the truth about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Interpreting loving honesty as dream-crushing judgmentalism. See, I know people like this. Everything they want to be positive around them. It's dangerous, folks. I so appreciate the people around me who are going to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Those are the real friends. What is that proverb? What is it... Um, It talks about how deceit 
is one of our biggest dangers. Deceitful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Deceitful are the kisses of the enemy. Wounds. Sometimes our friends need to wound us. You know that? For every one or two stars, there are tens of thousands of disappointed people who were told by our culture they could be anybody, anything that they want to be. I'm not telling you to discourage, especially your children. I'm telling you, know your children and other people well and speak with knowledge, with intelligence, with wisdom. That's really important. The second item in Transformation Tuesday about the religious system in America. I think this post is right on the money. Some of you are going to be bothered by it, but I'll share it right after this break. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. continue the broadcast with a mixed bag of items here on the text line my goodness you'll get a kick out of some of these things we begin here i do not believe people receive prophecy today we have the inspired word of god in the holy bible oh my goodness i cannot finish the rest of this text i just can't i'm I'm not meaning to be offensive to you but i do not believe in bibliolatry Yes, I don't know if I've ever said this on this program before. Well, I believe in the inspired scripture. There are a lot of people, unfortunately, that have made the Bible God and worship the book. And I, I, I'm just going to say it very bluntly. Some of you have relationship with pages in a book and not with a living God. This is not everybody who reads scripture. This is way too many people. And if your God no longer speaks, I think there's a problem that you have a living God and you would somehow conclude that this God stopped speaking once this book was written. I, I, I just don't subscribe to that. Am I saying new doctrine is emerging? No, I'm not saying any such thing. But we've got to be really careful about this. I love this from Dean. How about this for Transformation Tuesday? Start working on living your own life and stop trying to transform everyone else's life. Good one. Great message. Own our own stuff. Focus on what we can control, which is us. 
<laughs> I, I have to share this one. I love this. To Vince's bosses and to the radio station WYRD, how many signatures do I need to get to get Vince off the air? How much money do we need to raise to get him off the air? He's a liar. And he needs to be removed. He's worse than CNN. And the person adds, I'll be contacting the FTC also. Whatever that organization is, it's time for Vince to go. Boy, come get me, FTC. <laughs> I'm serious, folks. This, you can't make this up. All the terrible lies that I tell on this broadcast. You sound more like a church preacher every day. It's not enough to just present the word. You just can't repress the urge to tell people how they should be living their lives. Huh? This is hilarious. It really is. <laughs> Transformation Tuesday, item two. It's called preparing for death. I've said this for quite some time, and this is not new for those of you who, are, who listen with regularity to this broadcast. But I believe we're seeing and will see a further transformation of the religious system in the Western world. I think there will be drastic changes. If you want a preview of some of what we can expect, look at Western Europe with all of its ornate, huge churches sitting empty, or they've been repurposed, the buildings. Because much of Western Europe is clearly post-Christian. It's where America's going. But there's something much deeper happening. Here's what Steve Crosby posted. If you bring birthday party expectations to a funeral, you are likely to be disappointed and confused. A funeral is a peculiar mix of mourning and celebration around a corpse. A funeral forces you to admit death and hopefully remember the best. So it is in the days in which we live. We're standing by the beer of Western Christianity. It's over. We can choose to be thankful for any benefit, even celebrate the good, confess the evil, but the fact remains the corpse is rotting. There's no stopping that process other than the injection of spiritual formaldehyde that leaves a shape after the life is gone, long gone. These are indeed funeral days. No amount of revival prayer is going to change that because the one who holds the keys of life and death have decreed the funeral. And then there's hope of resurrection. And that which is resurrected is transformed in life of a new order bearing no resemblance in quality or form to that which preceded it. Revival prayer that expects God to tidy up the corpse with more of the same that led the corpse to become a corpse in the first place is cognitively irrational. And false hopes that lead to more cognitive dissonance, irrationality, and ultimately fantasy delusion. Bottom line, Steve is saying here, much of what we see in the current religious system, it's going away. So-called revival and other things are not going to repair what is broken. A death is coming. So our expectation should not be of some great revival that's going to happen. 
Now, when I say revival, I mean in the context where we understand it's going to revive our systems. No, I think those are going away. Just some really um, poignant items here that we share here. <laughs> um, this is so much fun. This is fun. There's more text here. I have to share these. And, and, and I enjoy sharing those good things as well as the contrary things. I really do. Beginning here. This person says simply, please keep Transformation Tuesday. But we also have this. Vince, please stop speaking for God. We were not created when born on this earth. We are from God. Huh? Vince, you're getting a lot of hateful messages about your Transformation Tuesday. My grandma always says that a hit dog will holler. Thank you for all you do. On behalf of those who use critical thought, keep up the good work. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Vince, you know you're doing a good job when you're getting trolled by both sides. Keep up the good work, and I got your back against that dang FTC. <laughs> Vince, love you, man. I think, um, and I won't say this word on air, is outnumbered. Your job is as safe as you want it to be. <laughs> Vince, I don't agree with a lot of things you say. More than not. <laughs> but you tell those callers or texters, I said for them to go to hell. Everyone wants to hear what they want to hear and not the truth. I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah, we all wrestle with that, don't we? There are things we just don't want to hear that are contrary to our feelings and opinions and their things that we're inclined to embrace coming up how about a quote from thomas soul and we'll talk about a member of the u.s senate in the hot seat what is the reason for that we'll tell you as we continue the broadcast stay with us of great items on the text line this person saying simply when you're catching flack you're over the target you think another person says darn the FTC <laughs> Vincent we need more people especially men giving biblically based positivity and life application thank you so much for what you do and who you are thank you Vince is saying states that three truths always exist. My truth, your truth, and the real truth. Sometimes the third is the same as one of the first. Two. However, we all need to strive for both the first to agree with the third. 
The truth, the truth, will set you free. Gary, out of Lake Wiley, excellent point. We've got to keep this in mind. You know, yeah, this this line about my truth has been popularized kind of in the Oprah era. I've got to share my truth. Yeah. You have your truth. You have your things that you believe to be truth. But they need to stand under examination. And that needs to happen for all of us. Really good observations here on the text line. A couple of things I want to share with you, beginning with this. Uh, there's a social media page which posts quotes from Thomas Sowell. I absolutely love Thomas Sowell. Get a load of this one. One way to reduce illegal immigration might be to translate some of our far-left publications into Spanish and give everyone in Mexico subscriptions. After they read how terrible this country is, many may want to stay away. Isn't this one of the ironies of the left? They're constantly talking about how horrible America is. Yet at the same time. See, if you believe America is so horrible, why would you let these people come in? You need to stand at the border and tell them, stay away. This is a racist, sexist, homophobic nightmare. Go back to where you came from. That's what the left should be telling people, but they aren't. They want them to come, and you know why. For electoral reasons. But Thomas Sowell is on to something. Let's put these publications into circulation back in Mexico and some of these other countries south of the border so they can see what the left is telling us. Maybe they'll stay away. It's worth a try. So now that we have the betrayal, and there's really no other way to put it, of Mr. Orwellian Joe Manchin, yeah, I'm acknowledging this guy has caved by agreeing to this stupid plan of Joe Biden's. It's a watered-down plan of what Biden has been pushing for for quite some time. So Manchin is lost. On this particular subject, he's gone. There's no getting him back. He's already crossed the bridge. But we still have another person who is mysteriously quiet. I love this story because you know there are very nervous Democrats, especially in leadership right now, who are wondering... What is going on in the mind of this particular member of the U.S. Senate? Silence is actually deafening. (laughs) I, I do want to caution. I do want to caution you. About your expectations. I'm certainly... Very cautious. All eyes turn to cinema as Democrats face a week that could transform Biden's presidency. We already know the direction that Joe Manchin has gone. Now the mystery. The mystery is where does Kristen Cinema stand? She is the 
critical vote here. She's a moderate from Arizona, and she has yet to sign off on the bill that may not save Democrats in November, but may at least give them a big new win to run on. There's a lot of tension here. The question is, where does she stand? Her support is just as critical as Joe Manchin's in the 50-50 Senate. Like Manchin, she has opposed dismantling the Senate filibuster to pass other Democratic priority bills. She did help remodel Biden's larger Build Back Better bill before Manchin blocked it last year. But now there are questions over whether she will back tax changes affecting private equity investors in the Manchin-Schumer compromise. As the 50th Democrat needed to pass the measure with Vice President Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote, Sinema has huge leverage to seek changes that threaten the bill's fragile foundation. And guess what? So far, she's avoided giving her verdict. Joe Manchin suggested on State of the Union Sunday he hadn't spoken to Sinema about the package since he agreed to it. He did pay tribute to his Arizona colleague in her previous work on reducing prescription drug prices a goal that is supposedly in this new draft law. Where does she stand? I would just encourage you, pray for her, for courage. Because I have to believe at the very core, she doesn't buy this garbage either. Reduced as it is, it doesn't really matter. It's still trash. Still trash. I quickly want to tell you about another developing story. We already told you that Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan. We should tell you that China has announced they are going to carry out targeted military actions in response to Pelosi's Taiwan visit, saying they will launch a series of targeted military operations to counter this, resolutely defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity and resolutely thwart external interference. This is new, folks. This is a statement out from the CHICOMs after Nancy Pelosi has arrived. Stay with us. Continuing threats. Continuing threats out of the communist Chinese, and here is exactly what they are saying thus far. We'll continue to follow this story right here in 106.3 WORD. China vowing targeted military actions in response to Pelosi's Taiwan visit. The Chinese People's Liberation Army will launch a series of targeted military operations to counter this and resolutely defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity and resolutely thwart external interference. Very strong statement out of the Communist Chinese. Is this a whole lot of bluster? Or might we see some sort of military action here in response? Over on the text line, this texter saying, Vince, what time is it in Taiwan with Nancy landing? I'm guessing happy hour. Nancy in Asia now, very provocative. 
another person saying she's poking the bear to start a war. Folks, this could be very, very messy. What do you think is going to happen here? Kind of curious. Let's go out to Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome to the broadcast. Hello, Mr. Copeland. Yes, take it away. Uh, hey, okay, real quickly. Um, number one, the economic situation is awful. And if you're on a fixed income, it's even worse. And number two, with Miss Pelosi, <laughs> she has acted a lot in her own way like Donald Trump. So they may, I don't know what all the situation is, but China just may not like her personally. It may be her they don't like. That's a possibility. You think so? Do you think they're going to do anything here, or do you think they're just making uh, vain threats here? Um, somewhat. I, I hopefully they're not going to start a world war, but they are trying to make it clear they don't want her there. Yeah, there, there's no question I, about that. Can yes. I add one thing, too? Maybe. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do wonderfully about, I think, about talking about religion. Thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate that. And you do wonderfully about conservative topics and everything in the world. You're really good at But that one gentleman who's talking so negatively about Christianity today, I was raised right down the street from WBT, and thank God that I had a Christian background. I, it was so positive in my life. Good, good. And, you know, I'm just, I hope that it stays that way in America by all means. I really do. Well, I... I, I he wouldn't talk negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me understand. Let me be very clear about this, Lisa. Uh-huh. I, I, and, and this is what I want people to understand, that we focus on the core. The core relates to the foundations. You know, do you remember what, uh, when Jesus was asked about the things that really matter, what did, what did he say? The two, what did he say of the two things that really matter? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I would say uh, well, worshiping God, number one. Well, well let, me, let me tell you what they are. He says okay. to love God with your, all your heart, mind, and strength, right? Uh-huh. And love your neighbor as yourself. He said, right. on these two things, the, the prophets and the law, everything hangs on these two things. That's what I want you to understand, Lisa. Those are the foundations. All of the things that we make a big deal about in terms of practices and in terms of rituals and all of this other stuff, you know, as my parents would say, they don't amount to a hill of beans. So the foundations are love for God and our love for each other. So those are the things that are eternal. Uh, So make no mistake about it. Nobody's talking about getting rid of those things. And so just keep that in mind. I hope that's helpful for you, Lisa. Absolutely, and I went to seminary. I have a master's in theology, so thank you. Oh, I totally agree with you. Cool. Very cool. Well, good to talk to you. <laughs> Do call again, Lisa. It'll be uh, great to hear from you again sometime. Over on the text line, I'm not sure what this message is directed to. This texter says, thank God the adults are in the room and back in charge. Who are the adults? Are you referring to the Biden administration? Just curious. The wealthy and cabal need a war to cover their evil deeds. It's known fact they get wealthier off war. Plus, no one will come after them for all that they have done. The world will be too busy with the fear war creates. Hmm. Very interesting. Another texture saying here. 
cool. My dad was a pastor for 20 years. He left my mom for another woman. How am I supposed to think about God? Oh, my goodness. Let me just say, first and foremost, I am very sorry for what you've experienced. It's absolutely horrible. It is. What are you supposed to think about God? He still loves you. He still loves you the same as he always has. And despite the failures of people, he never fails. I hope that answers your question. It doesn't necessarily make you feel better, but his love is everlasting. Even when people disappoint us, I'm, believe me, I'm <laughs> exhibit A, something I continue to remind myself about, not to allow the actions of human beings to distract me from the one who really loves and cares for me no matter what. So, any case, if you'd like to talk further about that, uh, feel free to. I'm serious about that. That's all the time we have. We'll continue to follow all the news around the world, the breaking news, including the situation with Taiwan, Nancy Pelosi arriving there, and continued threats from communist China. We'll continue the coverage right here at 106.3 WRD. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Take care. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.